Hi, everyone. My name is Justin Odisho, and welcome back to the show. This is the podcast, episode three. It's going to be a solo episode, no guests on today, and I hope to bring you guys a mix of solo episodes, just myself talking about topics and conversations with guests and interesting people that I meet and know in the future. So the show is now on iTunes. If you want, you can go ahead and give it a rating and a review, slap a five star on it, let me know what you think. And hopefully it's easier for a lot of you guys to watch. If you don't want to watch it on YouTube or somewhere else, uh, it should be available anywhere that you can listen to podcast RSS feeds and in the Apple podcast app on your mobile device. So the topics in today's episode are going to be some lessons that I've learned on my five or so year journey on and off of building an audience online and currently why I don't consider myself a filmmaker and I say I'm more of a video creator. So let's get into that point right there. Why don't I consider myself a filmmaker? What's the difference between a filmmaker and a video creator? I see this comment a lot or comments like this a lot and the other day I tweeted out I'm not a filmmaker, I'm a video creator, and some people said, well, what's the difference? Or tomato, tomato, potato, potato, same thing, right? But let me explain. If you look at the definition of filmmaker, depending on where you look at the definition, Google says a person who directs or produces movie for the theater or television. And I don't think that's what I do. I'm not even, that's not even one of my goals. If you define filmmaking as any sort of video production, then I guess this whole argument can be skipped and a moot point. But to me, I think there is an important distinction to make, and I make it because I wouldn't want anyone to think that I'm trying to come across as a filmmaker or someone who's advising you on how to become a filmmaker or anything of the sort. I get a lot of people asking, did you go to film school or where did you learn all this stuff? And the thing is, I I don't think that anything I'm doing has much to do in the way of filmmaking other than the fact that I'm showing how to edit video. So to me, all films are videos, yes, but not all videos are films. And I'm much more experienced and I dabble much more in video creation. So what about all the videos that you see on YouTube, Facebook, any social media really, all the different types of video like commercials and and uh, short projects or home movies are these all considered films I don't think they would be when I think of a film I think of an actual moving picture that stems from the old days of something that actually has film involved nowadays with digital uh, cell phones digital video that's kind of far removed from that there's videos as well and not all videos are films to me so just because I happen to be passionate about video creation and video editing and content creation and photo and all that in general doesn't automatically mean that I'm a filmmaker or I'm a film buff and I don't know much about uh, professional or classically trained cinematography, lighting, working with directors and production teams and casts and crew. Really, I don't even like doing client work or client projects. I'm much more focused on building an audience community, serving that community, perhaps developing software, creating content for the audience, engaging, and all these different skills. So that's another point I wanted to make. 
is the different skills that go into each and the fact that there's merit in their own. You might look at someone who makes silly skits for Instagram and think, that's not a true filmmaker. That's That person's using jump cuts and that person's editing is not classically correct and it's all technically wrong. However, I'll say if it works and it's stupid, then it's not stupid, is it? Because it works. All video is just a form of communication nowadays, especially as technology gets better and improves. Smartphones are able to load up video. Instead of texting, we send photo snaps and video snaps, Instagram stories, and we're basically talking through photo and video nowadays. And uh, live streaming is getting more adapted by many platforms. And it's not always that everyone's goal is to make a film or movie for TV or big screen or to get entered into a festival. What if my incorrect jump cutty YouTube style vloggy style videos are serving the purpose of getting me towards my goals, which are to build a sustainable lifestyle off of things that I'm passionate about, to communicate to a large audience, change the world. All of these things are capable without being a classically trained or skilled filmmaker. And that's not to say there's an, one is better than the other and that you shouldn't go to film school if you don't want to. But that's to say that I can't even tell you if film school is worth it or not because that's not really what I'm in this for or my goal is to was to ever be a filmmaker. If you're judging me as a filmmaker... I'm not doing a very good job because I don't have any films to show you. I've never been in any festivals. And that's not to say that I don't ever want to make films or I don't appreciate films, but that is not my goal. Oftentimes people ask me if I have a reel, like like a R-E-E-L, a film reel to show them, or if I have any real work on another page. But I often reply that everything that you see when you Google me my website, all my social media pages, all this engagement and audience building and content creation. This is this is all of my work. As meta as it seems, aren't these tutorials and this podcast and other things and content that I create that still has to be packaged in a video form and I still have to deal with the distribution of it, the uh, engaging with others, um, monetizing it, setting up a business around it. And so it has merits in its own. But I'm not going to labor those points too much. I feel like that's that's why I like to distinguish in my head being a creator, a video creator, and a filmmaker. You know, not every video creator is or should be judged as a filmmaker. And just because I am heavily involved in this world of video editing and sharing video editing information, I understand that there's going to be video filmmakers and aspiring filmmakers in the audience, but not everyone who wants to edit videos is doing it to create films. Anyways, take from that cloud of thoughts what you will. That's why I tweet tweeted that, and that is why I do make the distinction in my head, although some people see the two words as synonyms. Let me know what you think. Do you think there's a difference and do you see them as synonyms? But anyways, let's move on to, aside from labels, 
some of the lessons that I've learned in this journey of being a video creator and building this audience online. So going along with that last point of definitions and words, one of the biggest important lessons I've learned is to don't pigeonhole yourself with a specific label or username because people change, your content will change over time, and your interest will change. So instead of calling my channel Justin's Photoshop Tutorials, I'm much better off now that I've just used my real name, Justin Odisho. Justin Odisho can start a podcast. I can talk about sports. I can talk about the weather if I want. Or, or I can build my name up to be talking about editing and video and photo editing and how to use these different softwares. See, when I say my name, what do you think of? You might think of what you know me for, which is what the work that I put in is. So when I say Justin Odisho, you might think, ah, tutorials, software, video editing, photo editing. That's what I think of when I hear Justin Odisho. But when I say Michael Jordan, you might automatically think basketball, basketball shoes or the Jordan brand shoes. That's because Michael Jordan built his legacy and his name by putting in work on the basketball court for the Chicago Bulls. You don't uh, you don't really think baseball when you think of Michael Jordan, although he did a short stint of playing baseball. But if he would have spent his whole career and legacy on the baseball diamond, right? That's what you call it, a diamond or field. Then maybe we'd be thinking of baseball when we hear the name. But is there anything intrinsically uh, input in the name Michael that has anything to do with basketball? No. Is there anything intrinsic in my name that has anything to do with video or content creation? No. Uh, actually, the definition of Justin just means just and fair, I believe. Like, all names have a like technical meaning or a Latin meaning if they stem from Latin or biblical, whatever. But the the meaning of your name as it comes to your brand is what the work that you put behind it. So don't pigeonhole yourself in with a specific name like Justin's Photoshop Tutorials because then five years from now, if I want to do more, I have to do a bit of a struggle to rebrand. Whereas... If I just use a flexible blank slate, I can be known for anything and I can extend and reach many different areas of interest. The next thing that I've learned on my lesson of making it here to this point so far, which is not much, but we did just hit 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you guys for that road to 1 million still is the topic of how to last and be sustainable versus empty or inactive dead subscribers and if these metrics really matter what metrics to worry about so subscribers do not matter it's a superficial number there's many channels with a million subscribers that since they stopped uploading content since they stopped being active they quote unquote fell off and even my channel or smaller channels have accumulated more views in the past few months than they did in the past few months because they stopped creating content. So some theories I have on how to never fall off are 
never stop making good and relevant content and never rest on your laurels, especially on a platform like YouTube. I hate to say it, but uh, subscribers on YouTube can be quite fickle. There's so much content on the internet that it's so easy for you to be forgotten about unless you build a really deep connection with your audience. And this is one of the biggest things I'm working on is building a lasting and sustainable foundation. That's why I'm expanding and trying new things like this podcast. Uh, Another point of that is how are you going to sustain? If you're just gaming the system somehow and you're earning subscribers quickly because of some loophole or views because of some trend or loophole, are you going to be able to do that in a year or two? And perhaps think about how you're going to be able to monetize that. So me, the biggest focus that I'm actually focused on is building out products and services and an actual business model around this that doesn't so heavily rely on always getting a lot of traffic because getting a lot of traffic is hard. You can get burned out. You have to constantly be pumping out content and be spinning the wheel. The second you stop spinning the wheel, that momentum burns out pretty quickly. So if you have products and a system in place like for me I'm focused at the moment on developing different software and plugins to help video creators like LUTs, transition plugins, uh, effect presets, things like that and maybe courses and guides and uh, services as well if I want and also building deeper connections with people so let's say this whole YouTube thing falls apart I can swerve lanes a little bit and start entering the music video production or music video editing with some of the the connections that I've made or start taking clients even though right now I'm serving the community and that's the route I want to take if I want I can switch over and use this uh, audience that I've built to start generating clients for myself so that's a little bit more into the business side of things that we're getting into but that's another that's a lesson that I learned as I've grown is have these plans in place and systems in place already because when you do experience growth if you do you want to have these things already there. You want to build it before you need it basically. So number 1, don't pigeonhole yourself with a specific username, just use something flexible like your name. 2, build it before you need it, especially your business model and monetization that help you be sustainable. Think of two years from now, three years from now. Go deeper rather than wider because subscribers are fickle and you don't want hollow subscribers. You just need 1,000 true fans. It's a great article. Google 1,000 true fans. It's a really great article about how to make it as an artist. Uh, That's a whole separate topic I could delve into though. Another lesson that I learned on the way here is to just start now with the best that you have at your disposal. And there's a few reasons for this. One, it's going to take a certain amount of messing up for you to get to the level of quality that you're going to be happy with. Let's say 100 episodes of whatever until you're actually good enough to where people will care. So if you wait till you think you have to do those mess ups, basically you have to get the mess ups out of the way in order to start making progress. And if you never start, if you never want to start because you never want to do the mess ups publicly, you're never going to make progress. Also, there's a bit of a delay 
in how long it takes for people to notice that you're doing something. For example, this podcast is on episode three. To be honest, it probably won't pick up traction unless I bang out 100 episodes and I'm consistent. And by episode 100, you'll notice if I maneuvered it right and I did invest a lot of time and optimized and measured and grew each episode, looked at what was working, what didn't, for by the time people would would start paying attention would be probably around episode 100 if I had uh, something there, something valuable in this. And that's not a hard and fast rule, but you should expect it, especially with anything online like YouTube or your blog. Usually it takes about a year just because of the learning curve, just because how long it takes for you to start popping up in search and building in a catalog of content for people to go back to. It takes about a year of work before people really start noticing. There's that that fun fact that if the sun stopped, if the sun just turned off, that we on Earth wouldn't know for seven minutes because of the delay in light traveling. And I think it's the same thing with creating content online. If you start putting content out there, you kind of won't know the response for maybe about a year or at least six months because it takes a little bit for people to catch on to you. Not everyone is an early adapter. Think about the last time you found a channel that you really liked. Did you find them on their first video or did you find them six months into their journey when they were starting to build a little bit of momentum and that's how you heard about them through one of their videos that went viral and you checked out all their previous stuff. So the next lesson that I learned on the way to building an audience as I, and as I continue to build an audience is to think less and do way more. Content is king. You have to be working 10 times faster than you thought was enough for you to actually get to where you want to be. So back in the day, I used to think, oh, I can get three, I can get a couple videos up this week. That'll be great. And then I realized, no, a couple videos a week is not enough. I'm going to go every single day. And then even that, when I thought, there's no way I can go more than every day, there was some times when I'd be uploading two times a day. There was a good week where I uploaded twice a day, midnight, noon, midnight, noon. And really, I got to get back to that because my channel was growing. I was constantly creating. And there's always the argument of quality versus quantity but me it's do as good of quality as you can with as good of as often as you can so that's just my take on it especially on youtube particularly i think quantity is king as long as your content is good enough and you always want to work on improving it a lot of people think that if you spend more time on a video it'll be better but in reality the more often you do it the better you'll get at it. And it goes both ways. And again, none of these are hard and fast rules. There's examples that disprove each of these methods, like that one channel, Primitive Technology. He's only got like 20 videos on his channel in total, and he has many millions of subscribers and views. But again, you don't need millions of views. You need 1,000 true fans. So... Those are a few lessons. I'm not going to keep laboring them. They all kind of circle around that same thing. Uh, Avoid perfection. Just keep uploading every day. Think less. Do way, way, way more. 
take many risks and try new things. I've tried many things that failed, but only a few things needed to work for me to build on top of them. So you can't be embarrassed or worry about the fear of being judged because in reality, nobody really cares. Um, don't rely just on AdSense, have many forms of monetization and build an actual business and product and service underneath that will last when fickle traffic and subscribers don't. And uh, just keep creating good content to not fall off. And also be flexible with your name. Put the work in behind your name to make it mean something instead of pigeonholing yourself in with a specific name like Dave's French Fry Review. You can just be Dave and have a segment on your website called the French Fry Review. So I'm going to end this podcast there right around 20 minutes. Consider this more of a in-between or a little think piece of an episode, a little bite-sized episode. Uh, I hope to maybe have stories, which will take a little longer. Obviously, conversations with guests can go about an hour or longer. And then maybe these topical type of podcasts in between that cover a few things that are on my mind or maybe some lists or bullet point ideas for you to consume maybe under half an hour. So let me know what you guys thought of this one in the comments, if you listened to it all the way or if you took any points home. Also, give me your input on some of the questions I brought up. You can follow me on social media at Justin Odisho everywhere like Twitter, Instagram, all that. If you're listening on iTunes, you can subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a rating. Let me know what you think. And I think I've done enough call to actions there at the end, right? (laughs) Go subscribe to my channel. That's the number one place that I'm uploading content at the moment. And once again, thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode.